Aloha. I am such a fucking pussy. Welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. If you are not hearing our... I always have to like burp right at the beginning of the show. Um, If you are not hearing our reviews of Battle of the Network Stars segments from YouTube... You're going to want to dial into that. You're going to want to get on our red circle page. Go to theballerlifestyle.com and click the link at the top of the page. Subscribe to our red circle. That's where all the bonus content is. Ed and I are currently in a, in a real um, Battle of the Network Stars rabbit hole. It's really fun if you are. Most of you are of our generation or around it. So uh, you're going to like it too. Go and subscribe there. It's five bucks a month. Uh, I am joined now, as I am always, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Hey, uh, I gotta say that the I woke up the morning after our Battle of the Network Stars thing because I had watched it not too long before we recorded. Yeah, and I I tried to like shake my like shake out the cobwebs, and when you first wake up, I was like, did I really see that relay race? Is that is, did that go on on a dirt track? I couldn't. The bike raced. They raced tandem bikes on a dirt track. Yeah, like real dusty track. And I couldn't just it's it's inconceivable today that you have major uh, sitcom network stars. I know. And and these were way bigger than network stars are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were they were very close to having a serious injury. Well. Nicolette Sheridan, who was a nugget, she she was on the back of the bike and she did what you would kind of picture a hot chick in a tandem bike race doing. She just let Jack Scalia do all the pedaling. She had her legs lifted up and I think they won or were winning. ABC won the whole thing. They had a huge lead at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But, But yeah, but it was it was just crazy to think that. The biggest stars on TV, not all of them, but big ones like uh, Ron Howard competed in yes. this thing. And, you know, like major Gabe people at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were they were like just going for it. There has and to there's, be. There's no agent in the world that would let their client do it if they're no, big. No, not if they're big. Um, there has to be one with the Fonz involved. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he because, you know, he was also a very nice I mean, still is very nice guy. So he wouldn't be, oh, I'm too big for this. No. Well, yeah. And and not only is he not too big of a star, he's also five, two. So he's not he's, he's not, not too physically big. too big. He's not too big. Right. Of us either. Um, and I know I because I recall from childhood, I know there is at least one. That features Tom Selleck. Yeah, Man and Michael P. J. Fox. Yeah, I mean huge MJF, stars. Yeah, and these, big stars. These people were like getting bloody 
over these events. It just had to be one of those things that the network required. Right. You know, and it, and maybe because like we just watched the one in 88 and that was like towards the end of Magnum. So Selleck wasn't there. Maybe you hit a place where you're too big of a star, but like early on, like you're well known, but you don't have maybe the juice with the network yet. Then you got to do yeah. it. But I'm fired up to do. But, the, but I get yeah. that, like you know, Dancing with the Stars gets the saddest bunch of stars. Yeah, and that's the only bit of of celebrities putting themselves out there. Those are people who they've got nothing else to do. And Dancing with the Stars, I've, a friend of a friend of mine was on Dancing with the Stars, okay. and they were kicked off after like three weeks. And they were fine with it because the paycheck was like mid six figures. Wow. For three weeks of work. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Work some, get it. That's some pretty good money. And I remember one time another friend of mine worked on the surreal life i think it was called i, I, I watched one season with uh it had like uh emmanuel lewis yeah yeah he was on it so um flavor Flav was on one a buddy of mine worked on those and that you had to like live in a house with all these other people for three weeks yeah that's that's a lot more work than showing up to dance right and i remember him telling me that they were out to Emilio Estevez and they felt like there was a good chance that they were going to get him for their best and final offer of $12,000. Oh man. So it's this, this dancing. I'm surprised they don't get bigger stars. The thing about dancing with stars is it's embarrassing to dance in front of people. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't care for that kind of money. Yeah, for that kind of money, and I'm a real shitty dancer. I'd be oh yeah, a okay with doing that. I'm the worst. Um, I'm the worst dancer. You but know, yeah, they, yeah. But I feel like the you know back to to Battle Network stars. There were just things the studios would do. But it, it's funny. They're they're it, it, the mid level people eventually must have pushed back. Yeah. Like these days, I know the pandemic has changed it, but the talk show circuit, like all the big stars, still have to do it. Except for Jack Nicholson and DiCaprio. They're just like, no, I'm not going to do any talk shows. Yeah. I think Brad Pitt does almost no talk shows. He might later, but there's almost no clips of him going on talk shows. That's true. I think there's only a few people. Everyone else, like the biggest stars, Meryl Streep is out there pitching her shit. You're like, whoa. I know. Yeah. It's like part of the op. And people do every show. Yeah. Clooney will do it there. That was, that used to be part of the promotion deal. And remember the Sony hack, there was a big deal because they were like, we're giving Kevin Hart $3 million for this movie, but he won't tweet. And he's like, I wasn't contracted to tweet about it. If you want, I get paid to make tweets. So if you want me to make a tweet about the movie, you we're going to need to negotiate that. I'm not just doing that for free. That's that is some serious cash you I gotta know. have to just be telling people to I fuck know, off. Oh, I know. Fuck off. Well, you gotta maximize it while you got it, you know? Um yeah. where are you at speaking of dancing in front of people? 
Where are you at on karaoke? Um, I haven't done it in many years. But you have done it. Many. Yeah. I've done it. Uh, I kind of enjoy it. I mean, in the sense that I've, I've only done it a handful of times. And several of those times were at Barioke in Pittsburgh, the uh, strip club right. where you sing. Right. That's pretty fun. I, um, but well, but yeah. I've, done, I've done it yeah. like, you know, a handful of times more when I would just go out for random shit and you'd wind up somewhere. Yeah. As you get older, that karaoke doesn't just happen. I'm not usually wandering around the city. Yeah. Yeah. You got to actually go out but and carry. I'm, I'm comfortable if I'm with friends. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm comfortable singing, even though I don't have like some great voice. Yeah. I, um, I, We'll never karaoke. Well, karaoke's canceled because there's there's nothing more that's more of a Drop super it. spready event yeah. than karaoke because you're just like you're you're belting out the uh you know, did you ever know that you're my hero? Like there's right. a there's a lot of spittle flying. And you know how a lot of sometimes karaoke's at like a karaoke place where you like get your own room. I guess you could do like your pod. You could just go karaoke with your pod in that room and then not have to worry yes. about the super spreader factor. But there's, there's really nothing right. more. There's that, you know, there's nothing that really gets, you know, mouth droplets, a flying. There was a, a, yeah, there was a karaoke place, uh, in the, in the lower East side and I was there like meeting my buddy and he was with mm-hmm. his wife and her friends. And it was like, well, there's a bar upstairs. We can, we can hang up there and downstairs were the pods. And then people would like order service yeah. or you could just go to the bar upstairs. Yeah. And we saw a guy who was in a different room, but he was like berating the staff cause they didn't have some shitty song. And so my buddy and I, this is the only time in my life I've ever pulled it off. Yeah. We gave him the Underhill treatment. <laughs> you put it on the we, Underhill's account? We drank all night. Yeah. And we just put it on room number three because that guy was being such a prick. <laughs> it was an amazing moment because like – and I, I mean all night. We, we were drinking for like two and a half hours and he was mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. It was great. That and is we great. we totally Underhilled him and I don't know what happened because we left before – we didn't want to be there when the bill was – yeah, I think yeah. there were like time slots, like at eleven o'clock, everybody's yeah. got to go. So at like ten forty, we're like, yeah, you know what? We'll we'll move to somewhere else. I, I feel like karaoke. Well, one, my point is, is that I'll never do karaoke. Not because I'm not a because you're self conscious well, about it. No, well, no, no, I'm a I'm a bad singer, and but also it's not enjoyable enough to me to sing badly in front of people. Like I don't. As much as we do a podcast and put it on the internet every week, I'm yeah. not a real attention seeker. I don't like people looking at me doing I'm, things. I'm right there with you. Yeah. The least comfortable I've ever been was on my wedding day where I was like the star of the – Yeah. Like I, I didn't like that. But yeah. um, I don't know. I, you know, I, when, I, when I say I like it, I haven't done karaoke yeah. in – Aside from like a strip club outing seven, eight years ago, I probably hasn't haven't done it in close to 15 years. Like I just yeah, it just yeah. doesn't come up in my life. But in my early 20s, when I was just randomly bouncing around, I would always know somebody who was at a karaoke place or there'd be some place. And I have done it a handful of times in my life and not really yeah. cared one way or the other. So do you have a go to song? 
Um, it depends. I mean, it's kind of like the yep. fun thing is you're kind of fucking with the mood. You, yeah. you got to stay away from rap because they move too fast. And yeah. the, the, you know, the little words. Yeah. The, yeah. Little, the like light up words. Yeah. You can't keep up with it. Yeah. So even songs that I know, you kind of want to see the words. Yeah. Um, and so rap trips you up. I mean, if the mood is right, I'll I'll hit you with an "In the Ghetto" by Elvis because like you don't have to hit any high notes. Yeah. Uh, Black 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 Betty's a great karaoke <laughs> That's song. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> right, because you, you don't have to like hit high notes. Yeah. And then if I'm feeling like I I mean every once in a while I might have whipped out "Tiny Dancer" and go for the high note and yeah. do it badly. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it ever comes back. Could be one I mean, of those. Again, I haven't done it in at least right. 13, 14, 15 years. It's been a long time. Right. Well, maybe if it ever returns, I will agree to do it just as, you know, just as a celebration of a return to normalcy. But it's, I don't see it happening. And karaoke, I know the song I chose because, I mean, you're at a strip club, so you want to give them something Just to dance pour to. Pour some sugar on me, Def Leppard. No, I did Ghostbusters. It was amazing oh. seeing them try to dance to that. Ray Parker Jr. Star. Absolutely. We were trying star. to dance like Buzz yeah. makes me bigger. Yeah. yeah, so good. Don't get me going on uh what's that other Ray Parker Jr. song that I like that I introduced us to here on the show? Um Oh, yeah, oh I'm in love with the other that. woman. Banger. I still have never <laughs> Banger. Hot song. Okay, let's do some uh let's do some voicemails. He's so easy to hate Your time he likes to waste His calls are far from great His calls are far from great He's such a stupid fuck He seems down on his luck His voicemails really suck His voicemails really suck No one's enjoying him He's so annoying Plus so fucking boring and worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tit, 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 tits. He's been well in Armenia. Speak of the devil. Easy Eduardo Diario. What up, fellas? What's the Diario thing? You guys had a happy- I don't know. Diario is um is a isn't that a diary? Yeah, book. I don't know. You might might have to ask him. I just I think. I mean, he, he's putting a spin on my name, but Eduardo is my name in Spanish. But Daily is not yeah, Diario. Could, could right? be could be Delario. I don't know. Hey, he's just going. He's speaking extemporaneously. Like, I like it. I like stream it. I'm of just consciousness. Curious. The holiday, a happy Thanksgiving. Um, call me about the bum community. Oh no, or bum communities, as they have sprung. Up. His, he's done this before, hasn't he? He's, he's already done bum talk. He's, and we talked about that's not the preferred nomenclature. We're talking about he's. We're talking about the unhoused. Right? Yeah, and we yeah. talk about Homeless how people. it's our 
moral failing and he, yeah. he wants to pile on them. It's it's homelessness is a national health emergency. It is the embarrassment of our nation. And it's about to get that much bigger. Yes. Your end. Yeah. Uh, rather uh, rampantly throughout the L.A. area. And I'm sure uh, Brian can attest O.C. as well. It's insane. It's crazy. The homelessness in Los Angeles, Southern California. It's crazy. It's so much worse than anybody that hasn't been here is picturing. It's every street. It's tents. It's every underpass. It's every, you know, like this, like off ramps, off ramps and on ramps there. I don't, they, they, they know that for some reason they can't be chased off of like those easements or something. So, but also like on, you know, just like on sidewalks, there's whole sidewalks full where people are living, you know, mentally ill people. So, um, reason I'm talking about the bum communities these days is, uh, I've noticed there's been a spike in vehicles all of a sudden. And this, you know, Manuel, he seems like a man of the people. He seems like, I believe, it's my understanding that Manuel is a Christian man. A man. I believe so. That follows the word of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Does, would Jesus Christ himself, if he fucking showed up to the 101 freeway? Well, using the word bums. Right. How would Jesus Christ feel about that? I mean, he'd forgive you, but he wouldn't talk like that. He, You know what he'd do to those bums? He'd go wash their fucking feet. You know what else he'd do? He'd give them some fucking food and a roof over their fucking head. Habitats have vehicles. It started off with trucks. At a few of the local haunts, like when I'm passing by, I would see these bums were rolling in pretty nice trucks or had somebody dropping off stuff like maybe a fucking. I don't like it's weird to me that people intimate that, that someone makes a choice to be homeless. Like that's well, the, whole, the whole the whole idea that being poor is a choice. Yeah. You know, like you got to pull yourself up by the know, bootstraps, Ed. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't really don't want to get into politics, but yeah, that was a an assault in the Reagan era was that poverty was a choice. Yeah. Welfare and queen. Welfare queen, that myth of the wealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are people that 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 built the system but i mean do we really want to uh look behind who's building the system on right. every ed, ed. area like come on we all we all know who's building the system it's the fucking guys at the top of the system that are running the system yep. that made the system yeah, they, the fuck out of here quadrupled their, they've quadrupled their net worth yeah. since uh, april yeah march I mean, yes, there are some people that are like on welfare, getting food stamps and, you know, driving a Rolls Royce. Yeah, there are like two examples that have been exposed. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, fuck. It's it's it. it, And I've said this before. I think we all are. Some of us are better than others, but most of us 
we have that chip to just keep moving on when we're seeing people not yeah. in a home. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't. It's so fucking depressing. I just looked at my phone. One in five homeless people are either in New York or Los Angeles. Yeah. Like Los Angeles, the city itself, fifty thousand homeless people. New York City, seventy nine thousand homeless yeah. people. And they've and they've done studies, and they're nearly one hundred percent mentally ill and one hundred percent addicted to drugs. To as a result of their mental illness. It's, well, I mean, it's the drug problem in our country. There's also the, we can blame the rich people for a lot of that. Sure. Too. It's, it's, exactly. it, but, but the big thing is, is like, Oh, people go, Oh, no, there's nothing we can do about it. Actually. It's a completely solvable problem. It's something we just all agree as a society, not to do anything about. It's completely but, but, fixable. Know, back to what you said, Manuel, I think, you know, it's 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 a tough balance, and I, I've failed over the course of my life at this. But being funny, yeah, without being it. cruel, but fucking, you know, lose the bum talk. Like I like I get I sort and, of and get. Also, does yeah. he know how much houses cost versus? Oh my god, finding your way to vehicles. I mean, oh Jesus, if, if you really want to talk about, hey, how come somebody's got a, a car but they don't have a house? Yeah, because it's <laughs> what they because it's what they could hold on to. Um, I, I get like whole, the sort of like lovable scamp cartoon, you know, right, the hobo. That's not, yeah, that's not really who it's, it's sad. It bums me out, you know, and it bums me out because we're the richest society in the history of humankind. Society. Yeah. It's as long for as long as there's been people, no people have been richer than these people right here. Yeah. So I would encourage everybody to follow the Twitter account. Jeff Bezos has decided not to end world hunger today. It's my favorite <laughs> Twitter account because Jeff Bezos has the ability to end world hunger. He has the wealth to do it. And you know what? He'd still be the wealthiest guy once he did it. So just imagine having that power. Imagine having the power to do that and choosing well, not about, to think about Mike Bloomberg. Oh, um, he's a real piece of shit, but, but you know, he has a couple of agendas that I agreed with, but you'd see people be like, uh, yeah, like after um, Sandy Hook shooting, he was like, we got to tackle the gun problem. So he sunk a lot of money into that. But it's like he picks and chooses what issues get to be addressed in our country and, and whatnot. But he has that much power that we have to like sit there and smile and say he's great or people like him. Yeah. Bill Gates, they would to say they're so great because they fix one thing. And Yes, it is good to fix certain things sure. and Bill Gates fixing things. But like, you know, Flint isn't helping anybody out. Uh, so nobody is spending the $50 million to fix their water problem altogether. Right. $50 million to fucking Jeff Bezos. It's nothing. It's nothing. He's choosing to let the people in Flint flounder. Right. Die. And yeah. it's fucking, you know, we, we cannot, we cannot be happy with billionaires. We just yeah, can't. No, fuck them. Fuck them all. Um, okay. Thanks for that, Manuel. Here's another one. Hey, Brian, what's going on? It's Dave in Salt Lake. Stu, what's going on? Ed Wait, did he say Dave in Salt Lake? Yeah. Our old friend, Dave in Salt Lake. Oh, David we Bray? Haven't from, we haven't heard from him in ages. Oh, he's, he's a good dude. He's, 
he had some good Mark Eaton stories back in the day. He did. He's well. He runs the first class lounge. He had some great airport stories for Delta Airlines at the at the Salt Lake Airport. Yeah, good to have you back. I haven't buddy. heard from old Dave in a while. I haven't listened in a while. I apologize. Uh, oh fuck, Dave. Then that's it for Dave. <laughs> See you, Dave. Sorry about that, Dave. Can't help you. Like a lot of everybody, like everybody else doing the COVID thing, luckily I'm able to go to work uh, 40 hours a week, but uh, only watched one episode of The Bachelorette thus far. Um, and anyway, uh, boring to say the least, but I've also had uh, a mouthful of Harris, and I, I, I can't, or whatever you mm, said, Ryan, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. He's just... I think this show's done in five years. Reality really? can weigh in on, on that on the uh, final episode if he's with you guys, but it's just losing its luster. So I'm trying to get caught up, but it's great to hear you guys are doing the season again. And uh, sorry, I missed you guys in Vegas. At least you hmm. do. Um, he's talking about reality, Steve. You know yeah. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. You know what he's not talking about? Yeah. Me. Whatsoever. I know. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Well, most people. <laughs> that was kind of a bummer. Most people talk about you the most, though. So it's. Party maybe next year. So. I don't preview these, but so I'll have to play this love, on bullshit. I still love you, buddy. He's but, a great uh, dude. But when I say I love you, I know he's not going to hear it because he doesn't listen to this. Well, show. yeah, and he's also. But it's the same feed. <laughs> so he's actually choosing not to listen to us because he he's, wants his bachelor content. He's deleting it. Yeah. Anyway, also, oh, one last question. Why doesn't. Uh, why doesn't he fix that fucking nose, Harrison? He oh. looks like Gonzo. He makes wow. what, 50000 an episode? Yeah, he's pretty rich. Nose job, dude. Come on. Please. Please fix that beat, man. All right, guys. Just want to let you know it's great to hear you guys oh. are covering the show still. Yeah. And, You're welcome. Uh, I'll be in touch. I'll catch up. All right. Guys. Catch up. Well, The Bachelors. I mean, you know who The Bachelorette is this season, Ed? No. You would like her. Oh, the, the the black chick. Yeah, she's a woman of they color. Switched, they they switched it they up. Switched and it up. I they, have seen it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I every time I see Michelle Watson, I'm like, she is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she's very attractive. But it's real boring because they shot it during COVID, and so they can't leave the hotel. I mean, do they go out a lot? Oh yeah, they go to different. They go to different countries. They go. They're like. And guys, you know, they kick a few guys off and then they go, guys, pack your bags because we are going to Ecuador. And then all the guys go, oh, my God, my God. They, like, they freak out. They, get, they go crazy because they th- want to go to Ecuador so bad. You know, they go to like Ireland. It is kind of um, there is sort of a patriarchal or hierarchical aspect to it though because the bachelor they go to like better places and they go to more places oh really yeah and that's a that's a bummer right and the bachelorette so the bachelor will go to like we're going to ireland or like norway or like somewhere like really cool and the um and then the bachelorette's like we're going to cambodia or you know laos Uruguay. So it's like, and they don't, they don't do as many trips on the Bachelorette. But now they're now they're doing no trips. Okay, let's see if we can redeem ourselves. One last voicemail. Hey guys, what's going on? Holy shit, buddy! We we did we not call him out? 
we we said like maybe a couple episodes ago, haven't heard from Kyle and Scotty in a while. Yeah. Uh he must have heard us. Maybe maybe he saw the, the episode called Salted Nut Roll. Oh, and that's that's a local confection. That's from his neck of the woods. Right. He oh he knows this. Maybe that's what this is about. Let's see. Connie here. Say a rat story. We were cleaning out a corn crib once and Hold on. Oh, he's talking about rats. So there was we talked last week, episode what was that, three forty nine? This is 350. We're up to amazing. Oh, nice round number. Yeah. Um, episode 349, we talked about that story, that guy in, was it like Brooklyn? The Bronx. Queens. It was one of the boroughs. He, he, uh, was, yeah. he was waiting for a bus. It was Harlem. And a fucking sinkhole opened up. And he fell into the sinkhole. And, the, and it was a pit of rats. In the sinkhole. So many rats. He said they were the size of puppies. And he said he was too scared to scream because he didn't want to open his mouth and have a rat enter his mouth. There were so many rats, huge rats. And he he was 15 feet underground when this happened. Well, there was another story also in New York where another, uh, another person had a ceiling open up and he was rained upon by hundreds of rats. Ugh. I would, and they were saying well, they're, like the movie Ratatouille when she shoots the ceiling yes, and all the rats come yes. down. The so people were saying which is worse, and obviously the falling into the pit of rats falling is much worse. You're swimming in rats. You're yes, you're you, you're afraid to open your mouth, and then you, you and then they said it took at least like half an hour for them to get him out. Okay. Also, also he broke his spine. Must have felt like must have felt like twelve hours. Yes. He broke his spine. Second worst thing that happened to him that day. Oh, man, that is the worst story. No, I don't want my ceiling to open up and rats to rain upon my head. But given the choice of the two. Fuck, Mary, kill. I fuck the rats falling from the ceiling. I kill the falling into a pit of rats. Yeah. Without question. That's, that's, that's a no-brainer. Okay. Con, er, Kyle and Scotty's got a rat story. Fucking, there's rats in there, like... Oh, he said... Hold on, I'm going to rewind, because he said... He's got a rat story. Corn? He was cleaning out the corn crib. Once, and... Fucking, there's rats in there, like, nobody's business, too, and... Well, anyway, we're shoveling out. One crawled right up my fucking pant leg. It got oh. just above my knee. I grabbed it. Squeezed it, killed it, shook it out. That's oh my God. disgusting. So, yeah, I feel bad for that guy that fell in. That uh, therapy ain't going to cure that guy. So, <laughs> well, peace out, guys. Take it easy. Fuck. Oh, my God. Kyle Scani. Such a badass. squeezed out yeah. a rat's life. He fucking yeah. gave it the five-finger death grip. Yeah. He's basically John McClane. Holy shit. I am such a fucking pussy. Oh, you know what I do? Ah, get yeah, out of there. I'd like yeah. I pull, like, pull my pants I'd, off. I drop my I pants. Yeah. I would prance. I'd be like, ah! Yeah. There's yeah. no way I would have the wherewithal to just just choke it out. I'd be like, shoot me. Kill me. So hit he me. crushed it against his leg? Yeah. Or just or Holy just smashed shit, it. What a man. Rats, you know, they're they're 
evolutionarily designed to be very hard to kill. They run, they get into small holes. Yeah, they can compress their spine. Yeah, they're not easy to murder. So Kyle and Scani must have had to crush its little head. And he must have a real man's grip. Um, yeah. Well, he's a farmer. You know, he's cleaning out the corn like crib. man's man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Thanks for that. Also, he drinks a lot of Pabst. Uh, thanks for that, guys. 949-464-TBLS. Anybody that wants to reach out, please do. Uh, always happy to get your voicemails. Always happy to hear from old friends like David Bray and Kyle and Scani. Uh, okay, a couple, few uh, emails, and we're going to talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, classic. Um, ballers, hashtag current episode, hashtag every episode, hashtag Friday Facts. Loved your breakdown on one of the most underrated sitcoms of all time, especially the Thanksgiving episode, which I remember watching with my dad. Another episode that really stands out is when Johnny Fever is doing the drunk driving test, and the more he drinks, the better he gets. I remember that one. Uh, uh, it was like one of those. It was one of those things that they actually do on the radio, where they like have a cop there at the radio station, and they they keep drinking, and then you know they have to say the alphabet and stuff like that. Uh, also. In regards to long drives, I have done a ton of it for work and been all across the country. Two words, satellite radio or the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast is three words. Maybe he was, he needed an economy of language right there. So he said satellite radio, but really he should have said three words, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I once found out on a Friday that I had to drive to Western New York from Houston and to be there for Monday morning. That's pretty far. Houston's fucking way at the bottom of Texas, and Texas is huge. Houston's far from things in Texas. Yeah. Oh, I heard a crazy stat real quick. Yeah. Yeah. The top of Brazil is closer to Canada than the bottom of Brazil. What? Wait. Yeah. Right. You go on the map. You can get to Canada less mileage from the top of Brazil then to the bottom of Brazil. Oh, oh, I got you. I thought you were saying the top of Brazil is closer to the can to Canada than the bottom of Brazil is closer to Canada. And I'm like, of course it is. No, no, no. But yes. just to get to, yeah. Yeah. No, Brazil's oh, pretty that's huge. A, that's a big fucking country. I, I read one time that if, that if you drove from Los Angeles to El Paso, I believe okay. you're exactly halfway to Houston. Oh my God. Yeah. Houston's far from everything. It's maybe so it wasn't to go to Western yeah. New York. Whoa, God, it's crazy. Um, I once uh, and to be there for Monday morning did eighteen hours to Cincinnati on <sighs> Saturday, and then twelve hours on Sunday to Corning, New York. Lots of beef jerky and bottled water. Doug, the Canadian living in Houston, he drove eighteen hours. I mean, if I'm driving that long to Cincinnati, there had better be a statue of Johnny Fever waiting for me. Of course. That's a girl. Or, or Venus Flytrap. Of course. Either. They should really have them both. Fair. Here's another one. Brian and Ed in quotes. 
Here we go. Here comes the Lewis Hamilton talk. Oh, wait, no, we've already done that one. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's a day. Hold on. I, I clicked. This guy, this guy's reached out again. Brian and quote Ed, end quote. Lots going on in the sports world this week. NFL football, NBA training camps opening. Is that true? Season just ended. I did see. I saw that the Knicks' first preseason game is Friday. Friday? This Friday? Yeah. What? Oh, the season you starts on Christmas. They need to get that. They need that money they at need Christmas. That, they need that TV they have, money. They talked about financially. Yeah. They have to have it. Yeah, they need that money, that Christmas money. Well, so the Lakers will be the the first team, like the nearest back to backs in the history of the league, because they won the they won the championship like in October, and then they're going to win it again in June. Back to back. Lots going on in the sports world this week: NFL football, NBA training camps opening. The winter meetings in Major League Baseball, and of course, the biggest story of all, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton recovering, <laughs> recovering from the vid. Oh my God. <laughs> he claims to have only had mild symptoms, but you wonder <laughs> if going that long without a sexual release might have put him on death's door. He needs it, guys. Like, needs it, all caps. I was, I was worried every time I logged on to the internet. Who logs on, by the way? Was it 1995? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I worried every time I logged on to the internet that I would read a headline saying, seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton was found dead this morning. From extreme poon deprivation. (laughs) Glad he's on the mend. (laughs) And I look forward to him parading through the paddock. (laughs) In the most special, in his most special pair of high-heeled boots. Okay, Pete. that's, That's from new listener Pete in Pocatello, who's absolutely obsessed with our friend Lewis Hamilton. I wonder was, how he found our show because he must have been searching for something Formula One related. Scoop. You must have put it in the hashtags or something. Yeah, we did talk about. I mean, I don't hashtag anything usually, but we did. I don't know. I mean, we did talk about F1. But like barely. Because you're now like the newest, biggest fan. Well, I'm not. I don't like. I mean, I like. I don't really watch the races. I'll be honest, Ed. I record them. You, you like the backstory? Oh, you record yeah. it and fast forward. Yeah, I record them, and it is kind of cool to watch. Like they shoot it really well, but it's the actual sport is not anywhere near as good as the reality show about the sport. Which, of course, they're not shooting now because it's COVID. Uh, oh, one more. This is why I forwarded you this to you because <laughs> there's an attachment. This is this is from our buddy LSU Lala Ed, who yeah I can't remember what, what he, he sent. He sent another email last week to basically tell us how much he fucks. Oh yeah, 
hurts. LSU. A lot, like so much he can't even keep track. Yeah, he can't count the number of times he fucks. And then I think I might have put that in the tweet about the show. And then I was getting responses. Dola broadcast his number. But he was like, he's like, oh, I'm like LSU. Lala, I also fuck a lot. And but and I don't know my number either. Did they put their numbers? Ellis uh, Dola did. LSU hasn't, but it's. Oh, I got a look. I didn't even see. But LSU's let us know that he's he's like I've fucked so much. I don't even know how much I fucked. That's how much I fuck. And then and then Guru Stu. He also jumped in the conversation to let me know that he quit counting his quit stacking bodies. Wait, that's the wrong way to say it because I imagine he's still stacking bodies. He quit counting when he hit triple digits. <laughs> he's a triple digit man. And you got to like that. We learned last week or we discussed last week. The, the average male in the United States has had seven sexual partners in his life. Yeah. Stu outpaces that by at least 93 quite a few. So LSU really got something going here. Let's see if he's, let's see if he adds to his braggadocio about his sexual prowess, Brian and Eduardo little something to get you into the Christmas spirit. I feel, feel free to bless us with a rendition to the tune of white Christmas. And there's an attachment. Did you see this, Ed? I forwarded no, it to I you. I must have missed this. It's he's he's written a parody song on a post it oh, in red ink near his computer, which I imagine he's used to masturbate to. Although a guy that a guy that fucks as much as LSU is like Lenny Kravitz, never masturbates. Just always getting it in. <laughs> oh, now I see it. So I'll 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 sing it here, even even after I've just said. Although it's kind of small, I might need readers. Hold on. I'm dreaming of Dola's white Christmas with some girls I used to know with their mouth, <laughs> where their oh, mouths no. glisten oh, and her, her friends listen. Oh my goodness. As she says, this doesn't make me a hoe. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm dreaming of Dola's white Christmas with every DM that I type, may, may the mouth sex be beautiful and right. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and may all your Christmases be white. Wow. Well, it's, I do quibble with that last line because that is actually from the song. LSU. I mean, I had no idea that LSU was such a deviant. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, speaking of that, Ed, we had one more email this week. It was okay. it was from friend of the show, the penis connoisseur. Apparently, remember last time she was on, she reached out and she was like, she solicited dick pics from our listeners and she gave an email address. Yeah. She's apparently received her first dong pic and would like to come on the air and proffer a review. So I'm efforting that for next week. The penis okay. connoisseurs 
first ever listener dong. Well, do we review. get to see it? I don't. I don't think she made that deal with the listener. I don't know. I don't know her. She just gave an email like address. I don't. I think that. Well, I mean, if that's if we're eligible, I don't. You know, it's hang kind, on a second. We're yeah. gonna have a segment on the show. We should be able to see it. Yeah, oh, I feel like we. I don't know how many she's getting, and I feel like if they know, they got to share it with us too. We might not get as many, but we could put that out there. I have yeah, not. I would like to see it. I have not seen this dong, and I don't know that this listener has given the the penis connoisseur permission to share this dong. So it's kind of up to the listener, I think. If they're, you know, I mean, I guess if you're willing to share your dong with an anonymous podcast caller, you could share it with the host as well. I don't know if I don't even know if this listener has made himself made his identity known yet so i guess we'll find all that out next week i don't know she reached out uh okay ed we're talking about rudolph the red-nosed reindeer the the rankin bass classic from what year 1964 they were all in that ballpark stop motion very big back then very time consuming very hard to do I got to tell you, I love the look of I like it, too. Remember when 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 Burl Ives, the uh, snowman rolls uh, out, it looks great. uh, It is kind of weird when somebody when someone ties their whole relevance (laughs) to one holiday like Burl Ives is Christmas. Right. Pat, Pat Boone. Christmas. Well, you don't you say one holiday. It's not like somebody's hitching their wagon to Arbor Day. That's a good point. What about uh, Columbus my, my Day? My buddy's mom went to high school, I think, with or his aunt. I think it was his mom went to high school with uh, Brenda Lee, the rocking around the Christmas tree woman. Really? Yeah. So she's pretty much the biggest thing to ever come out of that high school. Wow. Fascinating. Uh, remember when the South Park guys tackled the stop motion world? Ed? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not easy to do, but a very distinct look. Very big in the '60s. You know who was stop motion? Is that great Sunday morning? You know, Saturday morning was all the cartoons. No, oh, and then the religious stuff. Sunday morning, not so Art many Clokey. cartoons. Why wouldn't they just? Art- yeah. What Mark Clokey with his Gumby and then Davy and Goliath. The worst. Dude, Davy. Yeah, it's hard to have fun when you see that other kid without yeah. a father. Yeah. Gee, Davy. Would the Lord make fun of un- the unhoused? <laughs> um, Pretty good. This one's good. It first aired on Sunday, December 6th, 1964 on NBC. Sponsored by General Electric. Special was based on the Johnny Marks song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which itself was based on the poem of the same name. Yeah, I, I read about this. I don't know if you have this info. Yeah. It was, I think, a Chicago department store was trying to sell coloring books. Yes, of course. 
And then they like make something up and somebody came up with it and then it turned into the song. And, and, uh, who, wait, who, who's famous for that song? Gene Autry always comes back to commerce. I don't know. I don't know who's famous for that song. I think he, he hated that he had to record it and it was the biggest hit of his career. Oh yeah. Corny shit. And it's like, yeah, buddy, this is the only thing people know you for. Yeah, then he's tied to Christmas like Bing Crosby, that wife beater. Like the child, the child abuser. Yeah, Gene Autry. Right, Gene Autry, the cowboy. Yeah. Um, as with Charlie Brown, a Charlie Brown Christmas, <clears throat> which is a real sad one. Like all Charlie Brown, he's clinically depressed. And how the Grinch stole Christmas, Rudolph... <laughs> No longer airs just once annually, but several times during the Christmas and holiday season. And it also mentions that it's been on CBS since 1972. Yeah, our whole it's, lifetime. It's a pretty long time. Yeah, pretty long time. Um, they made postage stamps in 2014 to commemorate the 50th anniversary. Um, and the plot is bonkers. It's crazy. It's actually, I hadn't seen it in a long time and I was, I didn't remember it exactly because I get it kind of confused with the one where the ginge becomes Santa Claus. Yeah, that's, uh, Santa Claus is coming there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's another like dude in this one. It's basically Christmas is popping. Donner has a kid, right? And that's Rudolph and it's, he's got a fucked up nose. Yeah. and it's a real big deal. And Donner, who's a pretty shitty dad, in my opinion, is so, is like, don't show anybody your nose, kid. You're going to embarrass the family. Yeah. He, he uh, so I wrote it down. So, well, right before it, I thought this was kind of an interesting twist. Santa's skinny in the first scene. He's, he's skinny until he gets, has to go out on the sleigh. Yeah, but he's he's skinny, and Mrs. Claus is just jamming food in him. Yeah. She goes, "Who ever heard of a st- skinny Santa?" Yeah, and she's jamming food in him like those those women in Africa, Ma- yes, Mauritania, where they're drinking the the camel milk, and she, they're they're trying to make the women obese. Yeah, she's she's just jamming him. Yeah, yeah, she's pissed off that he's fit. Um, Santa's a dick. In this one. Yeah, he's an asshole. asshole. He's an asshole. Um, and also and he's... Donner knows it. Don, yeah. I mean, Donner's a bad dad, but he yeah. knows it because he says, um, you know, we'll fix his nose, but let's let's uh, let's hope so if he wants to make the sleigh team one day. Yeah. So expectations are already, that's that's what you've got to do. He's he's kind of Marv Marinovich. Right. Like, that's his only lane. And, and it's... And- Donner, he's achieved his own greatness. He's already on the sleigh team. Like we, you don't let your right. let your kid. This is like Michael Jordan's kid on Central Florida, right? It's like let him let him carve his own path, right? You know, I mean, and- I mean, spoiler alert: it does end up being a Griffey Griffey Junior type situation because they both they do go, go down in history. Yeah, they do. They do go. They play the, the big game together. Yeah, and he covers it, and he doesn't even, like, do a good job. He covers it in fucking mud. Yeah. Is that what it is? I thought he put, like, capped it somehow. That's mud? I thought he oh takes his hoof, God. 
And he's like oh, digging the God. inside of their cave and he jams it on his nose. Yeah. Unbelievable. Also, that name, like, he, let, let me name some of the, from memory, let me name some of the reindeer for you. Dash. Like yeah. Dasher. Donner. Da- yeah. They're Comet. Blitzen. Cupid. Cupid. Even and then then Rudolph they're playing reindeer games and Rudolph runs into another another fawn and he's like, "Hey, I'm Fireball." Five I, again the gay bars right and then and and Rudolph is called Rudolph. I mean it's it's low key. He's kind of got an Aryan name. Is that are the yeah. roots of? I believe Rudolph is a German. It's a German sounding name. It does. It, it's got a all these got a bad sound. And I get oh, yeah. so it's Santa. No, you know, I'm I'm looking at it because I have the recording on in front of me. Oh, nice. And yes, it is clay or mud, mud. that he puts on his nose. Mm-hmm. But it's Santa right after he's born, mm-hmm. where he's like that nose. Mm-hmm. We shall name. And, and then he says, you know, if you want to make the sleigh team, and then then Donner. Mm-hmm. Ben says Santa's right. If you mm. want to make the sleigh team, you'll get used to it with the mud on his nose. Do you think he um, learned how to get that mud on his nose while attending the University of Arizona in Tucson? Because I heard <laughs> I heard a lot of guys down there they they get a lot They're of like, mud on their nose. <laughs> um, the elves. Then we're introduced, so we see what we see what's going on with Rudolph. You know, he's got his own. Rodo. He's playing reindeer games. The re- the the reindeer coach. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, he ha- yeah, he has both a hat and a whistle. How how is he getting that whistle up to his lips? Hey, well, I I assume, you know, they do stuff with their necks. He probably swings he, it up. Or it's, or You know that cup game where with the ball where you have to swing the thing yes, up? Yes. Yeah. That's what that's the deal. Yes. That is maybe it's like that. Yeah, he just does a thing with his neck. Also, the hat. How's how's he operating the hat with the antlers, and how's he getting that on his head? Does he flip it up with That's, his nose? I, I assume it's a lot of flipping and catching because he's not doing he's not doing it with the hooves, right? No, the hooves aren't involved. They're, they're useless. They just they're just right. for the ground, right? Um. So Donner gives when well, we were at the elves. Well, yeah, but hold on. Donner gives Rudolph a complex. Because if he just goes out with that red nose, like that honey, you know, he gets, yeah, he, he, Rudolph hooks up with a little hoochie when he's out there playing reindeer games. And she's got the long eyelashes, the, the actual doe eyes. She has doe eyes. She's batting her eyes at him. Yeah. She's batting her eyes. And she's like, and even when the mud comes off his nose, what up, Paul? She's like, I like it. Like you look good. I want to fuck you. It's basically what she says. It's Oh yeah, she's presenting. Rudolph's experience is probably a lot like LSU Lala's was back in Baton Rouge where he got it in quite a bit as he's as he's told us. The elves what's going on with the elves, Ed? First of all, all the elves have dick noses except for one. They're all I mean, the boss has a very bulbous nose. Right. Yeah. Yes. But he's fatter than Santa. Yeah, he's way fatter than mm-hmm. Santa. Now I can't figure out whose side I'm on in this. It's tough um, because there's there's two there's two things going on here. First of all, head elf's got a he's got a job to do. 
There's yeah. work that needs to be done. Yeah. And Hermes reading a book on dentistry yeah. while they're, they're trying to make toys in time yeah. for Christmas. Yep. So I feel for him. Mm-hmm. At the same time, all these people are doing is eating candy cane yeah. and there's nobody to treat their teeth. Who's Yes, yes. And by the way, who fucking eats a candy cane? <laughs> like it's candy cane is something you just look at and then fling a, a, well, those, far from well, your I, presence. I imagine those are those were things in fashion when Burl Ives was was the man. Yeah. Like a long time ago, there just wasn't salted nut rolls back then. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, and yeah, they, you're you have a good point. They needed a dentist up there, right? It's like not everybody can make toys, and, and there's some real conformist animal farm bullshit going on. You don't like to make toys, yeah, right. It's yeah. your job to make toys. It's it's what we do. We're toy makers. But again, Hermie doesn't look like the other elves. They all have a very. They all look like they're clones. They they look right. identical. He's, and he's he's got a uh, a Fire Island quaff yeah. going on, and, and some serious DSLs. Yeah, he does. He at one point the head elf is yelling at him, and he. He gets a little aghast and does that like the like the emoji where his mouth turns into a circle. And I mean, it's it's a perfect little round ruby red mouth. I mean, it's there's only one thing you're doing with that mouth. Yep. LSU Lala knows what I'm talking about. And uh, and then when they when so, you know, you already see that Donner has done a real number on Rudolph big time before they even get to the coach. Yeah. And um, when he puts the mud on his nose once again, right before he goes off to the trials. What up, Paul? <laughs> uh, Donner goes, there are more things than comfort, self-respect. So he's, I mean, of course he's saying, why am I such a misfit? He's, yeah. he's fucking just crushed. His dad has destroyed him already. Yeah. He's young. His old man has given him a complex. And they keep going back and forth. So Hermes singing about being a misfit. Rudolph singing about being a misfit. Santa's being a dick. And the elves, they have to take a break. When, when they finally get a break from making toys, they got to serenade Santa. Horrible. And he yeah. tells them they did a shitty job. Yeah, Santa's a real slave driver. And then they all have to like, it's the, it's, it's cultish. It's it's a lot. This is like Koreshian. Like you, know, you know when they had to go around the table and compliment Trump? Yes. It's kind of like, <laughs> that. like that. Like everyone has to take their turn yeah. and go around the table. Kiss his ass. Yeah. And at one point, like Hermie's not like making the toys fast enough. And I know this was the sixties. I mean, they had that, they had that like real big GI Joe back then they had hot wheels yeah, they're making some pretty janky-looking trains. Wooden, wooden cars, like Pinewood Derby-looking cars. Just, like, trash. Nothing that anybody will want to get under the tree. But at one point, they're like, all right, time for a break. And the boss is like, ah, uh, not you. You're not taking a break. What? what are the labor laws in the North Pole? Yeah. Well, I mean, I again, the, the boss is dickish, but... Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, 
when all the everybody else is making toys, Hermie was fixing a doll's tooth. Yeah. That's not a thing. And by and you're giving him the benefit of the doubt fixing Ed because his the only tool he had to fix that tooth was <laughs> was, like, was a hammer. Like a wal- walnut cracker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He so like what exactly is in this book like is this an updated text because yeah you walk in like uh leeches bloodletting kind of shit yeah you walk into the dentist and he gets out he you sit down and he gets out the ball peen <laughs> you're like you know what i'm Whoa, gonna hold I'm on gonna try a different place. yeah this is i might need to cancel my appointment that's a little weird <laughs> um we talked about the coach what oh, else so then they, yeah. they, well, so then at the trials, Dasher's son fails miserably, and then yeah. Yeah. Rudolph, even as the others are trying out, Rudolph is, you know, he's damaged, and he's still playing it cool, and he's trying to get his fuck on with Clarissa. Yeah, he is. Clarice, Clarice. Right. And she says that he's cute. Yeah. And this is what his mud knows. Yeah. I think I – oh, and then he jumps around. He shows that he can fly. He automatically does better than everybody at the trial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's – I mean, there's could be a Lewis Hamilton corollary here. Right. You know, it's he's, like if you really – Hermes group right, here. Right. He's, he needs it. And at one point one, – one point, I think – I can't remember if it's a coach or his dad, Donner, is like, hey, Rudolph, now's your chance to get acquainted with that dough. Oh yeah, no. I, I, maybe Fireball tells him. Uh, that. That's right, Fireball. What? Uh, like, I know that they they these animals they only live short lives, right? They live ten, eleven years, something like that. Right. So there's, you know, if if Rudolph's six months old, you know, that's the equivalent of being like I don't know, ten years old. Still, are they fucking then? Like. They're, they're oh, I think so. They're really aggressively like they're they're encouraging sex between children on this show. Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say that's what they're doing. Um, and then, you know, so he when he's leaping for joy and it's like, oh, he's doing great. And then Fireball headbutts him like a like a celebratory headbutt. Yeah. And the mud pops off. Yeah. Yep. And people are freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then Santa, the motherfucker that told him on the day he was born, better cover that shit up. Mm-hmm. He goes, Donner, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Santa, the worst He's, dude. He really likes to play it both ways. And also a little concerned with Santa's intentions. Because remember, all the all the like babies have to get ready for fawn inspection. Mm. And where Santa, Santa like, doing a little under undercarriage yeah, inspection, he like has to come out and check him. You know that's grooming. I wh- where I'm from, we call that grooming. Yeah, yeah. he's once he's Same picking out strong. his favorite. Um, and then you know, so he takes off and he runs into Hermie. Yeah, and Hermie's like, you know what? I'm such a fucking loser. I'm gonna be best friend with a deer. Really weird. Well, Hermie runs away. He's in the North Pole. Okay, so yeah, but he Where's wants he to going? be a dentist. Yeah. So he's running away from all the people that he right. could treat. 
Right. Where's he going to go? Buddy, you got to make it work. Yeah. Like you don't really have a lot of opportunities <laughs> and, and you have a captive community there. We've determined there is no dentist. The candy canes will eventually rot their teeth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when Rudolph's nose is exposed, there's some some serious bullying happening. Oh, they're terrible. They're like, look and at that Fireball, beak. Yeah, Fireball pulls a Freddy Fernandez yeah. from Karate Kid. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he bails on him yeah. quick. Yeah. Freddy was a real piece of shit. He just bounced. Of course, Freddy shows up to celebrate at the All Valley Tournament. Does. Of course he does. I mean, although, in retrospect, like... Daniel is a pretty big loser. Yeah. He's, he's not mean, somebody you want to spend time with. Daniel, in many ways, is based off of Rudolph. Because if you think about it, Daniel was catching the eye mm-hmm. of the cutest. Mm-hmm. The cutest Allie with an eye. And he was a loser. Yeah. Right? Clarice is essentially Allie with an eye. Mm-hmm. And her parents don't approve. Yeah. I kind of think the writer of Karate Kid might yeah. have been borrowing from Rudolph. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, so, oh. And they run into somebody who's way off the beaten path. Yukon <sighs> Cornelius. Now, I got to tell you, he's kind of a badass, and he's kind of like the guy, the crazy guy collecting cans. It's It's hard to know. I get the sense, though... That Yukon, you know, when he's in like a mining camp, he's really slaying it. He looks like a dude that can really do some work in the bedroom. Like, no two, way he know, he know he, there's no way he knows his number. Oh, no, no. He's a regular LSU Lala. Like, he gets in there. He's been out prospecting. You know, he prospects both. He prospects both in and out of the bush, if you will. He's he's out there, and, he's, and if he's working for silver and gold, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure what he's finding in the North Pole, but mm-hmm. you got to think he he has experience with silver and gold, which mm-hmm. means he's loaded. He's just yeah. in it for yeah. the adventure, and he's he's got that thriving beard and that mustache. Oh, beautiful! It's a real attention getter. And he also, you he, know, it's not an attention getter. What? Burl Ives song Silver and Gold. Oh yeah, there's there are some bad songs. I'd forgotten. I don't know how I watched this with a kid because I hate musicals. I've always hated musicals. I had forgotten all the fucking singing in this thing. There's a lot, and they're bad songs. It's like yeah. we are Santa's elves. Like they don't. Yes. There's just terrible songs. It's really sort of rushed to production. It feels like. Um, what about Yukon Cornelius licking his pickaxe often? Is that, that's a tell, right? He's letting you know he's open to some action. Right. He's, I mean, listen, he's used to doing things and now he's got needs yeah. and he's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's much like Lewis Hamilton prancing through the paddock or parading through the paddock. <laughs> he's this Yukon Cornelius. He'll just take a big taste of his pickaxe, which is 
you know, he enjoys life. Yeah, it's phallic. He enjoys life. It's he's like, hey, yeah, of course. He's like, hey, do you, you you see this tool right here? Look at the size That's of right. me. You know, I got I got something else that you might want to taste. Yeah, yeah. You might want to see what I'm using to prospect with over here. I'll hammer, I'll hammer out your teeth. Come here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of that, the abominable snowman misunderstood. I mean, it's kind of like the, the tigers in the zoo when somebody gets yeah. into the enclosure. Yeah. yeah. This is his turf. It's true. They're they are, up in they his town. Santa's, they're yeah. not at Santa's village. Yeah. Guys got to eat. Yep. It's, All the only other animals you see are fucking squirrels, which, you know, I I get it's a Rankin Bass special, but yeah, I don't think squirrels are the animal you're gonna find in the North. Pole. I wouldn't think so either. That's a really Why not good point. Put a couple seals or yeah. penguins. Or, well, I mean, I know they're in South uh, Antarctica, well, but come on, something that would make more sense. Polar bears. Wait, no, those were raccoons. I, I think there were squirrels were and this, raccoons. And okay, bunny rabbits. Yeah, they were like. There were bunny rabbits, but I'm like raccoons in the North Pole. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to eat all the Santa land garbage. Right. They don't have garbage men, I'm guessing. No. They just have toy making elves who just shit everywhere. You'd think they'd incinerate. Oh, I'm looking. There's a couple of owls, too. Yeah. Well, owls. I could see owls being up there. <laughs> They're going to fuck up that bunny rabbit when he goes to sleep. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, also there's some perspective issues with the abominable snowman. Cause when you first see him, right, he's literally bigger than mountains. He's right. He's, he, they're only up to his, like his foot. Yeah. He's like hanging over the mountains, like, like peering over the mountains, looking at them. And then when he gets close to him, he's not like much bigger than Yukon Cornelius. Yeah. He's like maybe double or yeah, not even, yeah, not even. And Yukon Cornelius is like, hey, I got a plan. Come with me. I'm going to let's sail off on this iceberg. I'm going to I'm going to cut this piece of ice loose. Global warming. Right. We're going to we're going to sail off because because an abominable snowman can't swim. That's how you know an abominable snowman is not a polar bear because a polar bear is actually better in the water than he is on land. He will fuck you up in the water. He will grab you and he will eat you in the fucking ocean. Won't even think about it. Won't even think about it. He'll fuck you up. The abominable snowman can't can't swim. And Yukon Cornelius, you know, he's got a little method. He's like, I know his uh, I know his weakness. Watch this. Here's another weakness he probably has. Yukon. That fucking gun in your belt. <laughs> right. Never uses it. Never uses it. He's got a gun the entire time. Um. And Rudolph, Rudolph's nose is kind of giving him away, right? That's right. that's the problem. Yeah, he's got he's got a bounce. They all they all shack up for the night at well, one they spot. Find, they, they find the Island of Misfits toys. Right, they go to the Island of Misfits toys, which it takes a dark turn at this point. Yeah, this gets this gets pretty dark because they they. They get let, let him stay for the night, but they're like, "Hey, we've got no friends," and and the guy's like, yeah. "Now nah, this is only for toys. You get the fuck out of here yeah, in the you, morning." You got to bounce. The king is like some lion. He looks like um, he doesn't look like a toy. No, he's a fucking lion. He's a lion. He's a flying lion. He's a griffin. Um, he looks a lot like Ashford from Ashford and Simpson. 
back in the day. <laughs> yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's they're like this is only only um, toys get to hang out here. And one, the, now you've, we, the yeah. island and misfit toys. There are a lot of easy fixes here. Yeah, uh, Charlie the Jack in the Box. Just fucking yeah. change his name. Just call him Jack. Your child wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Yeah, just call him Jack. Charlie, Charlie. First of all, I think you've uh, you've got something you want to share with us. Yeah. But also, you can just change your name. Yeah. And then Char- the water pistol. Char- Charlie Snorting Charlie is the problem. Oh yeah. yeah. The water pistol shooting jelly. Um. There's a fix for this. You put water yeah. in the pistol. Yeah. Who's putting the uh, jelly in there? The cowboy riding an ostrich. I don't know. That's kind oh, cool. of a cool thing. It's, yeah. Where are I would like? Where are ostriches from? Africa. Um. The bush. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking the emus are from uh, Australia. Australia. So yeah, probably. Uh, they might be in South America somewhere. Good point. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would dig that. Kind of cool, uh, right? It's better than those shitty trains they're making at Santa's place. Way better. Uh, yeah. The doll. I, I, the only thing I could figure out with the the girl was she had no nose. But I mean, again, that's 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 fine. You play with it one time, shit starts falling off. Spotted elephant. I mean, that's just giving it a little flair. That's cool. I like that. Uh, train with square wheels. I mean, somebody that that he should have attacked Hermie and be like, "Your people did this to me." Or. Good point. Or Yukon Cornelius like spins those wheels and just kind of gives it a few taps with his pickaxe. Those fuckers are round in five minutes. Uh, Two more. The boat that can't stay afloat. Same thing. Attack Hermie. Yeah. Like your people just made me shitty. Quality control. And then uh, lastly, the bird that swims. I mean, when I was probably three years old, I would have fucked with a. A swimming bat toy, like a, a swimming bird bat toy. You ever seen a kingfisher? Yeah. They dive right in the like water. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. They'll eat it. So, f- I mean, yeah. that's all misfit toys. And the leader is Charlie in the box of like the toys, not the, not the Griffin. Yeah. He can't even move. He's a fucking idiot. Charlie right. in the box. Right. So change your name if it's yeah. a deal breaker. Yeah. And then. When they when they shack up with the, at the Island of Misfit Toys, really c- close quarters in there. <laughs> and why is Rudolph even brought inside in the first place? I mean, he's right. he never he never's outside. He's I mean, inside. He's livestock. Livestock doesn't come in the fucking house. Um, he's not your pet. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, so. He, his nose just keeps going off. Yeah. I gotta think, you know, the real story is how he can harness this for good. Right. This right. is like, you know, a young boy just getting boners out of nowhere. Yeah. Like his, his nose is just going off when he doesn't want it to. Eventually you get control of that. You know, it starts off and you can't control it. Eventually you get a handle on it. You know what to do. Right. But he can't control it, so he's like, "I'm going, I'm going back home." And how long is he gone? Because his antlers are like full size. Well, they grow pretty quick, dude. They, you know, they get new antlers every year. Oh, whoa! 
You think they so you goes, think they've got those antlers for home. life. Yeah. He goes back home and Santa just never ceases to to uh, to take the opportunity to be an asshole. Yeah. Um he gives Rudolph shit for leaving. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's, uh, he's been you know, he was Rudolph, shunned. They they've been gone looking for you and uh your dad better get back to pull my sleigh or Christmas is off. So he's putting that on Rudolph. Let's let's uh Let's talk about the uh, straw man of the weather. They're not going to, the sleigh's not going to be able to to fly because of the weather. Dude, you fucking deliver at the end of December every year. This is the first time there's been a blizzard. Also, you hit the whole planet. You couldn't, you're, you're telling me there's a blizzard on the whole planet. You know what that's called? That's called a fucking ice age. That's an extinction level event. Bigger worries than fucking who's getting, who's getting a a wooden train delivered. Yeah. The, um, yeah, they've never been to Nepal. Exactly. Yeah. They never go. They never go to the snowy toys to Kathmandu. Right. Canada. Yeah. It's yeah. like negative 30 up there. Yeah. Great white North. Yes. You tell me the kids in Winnipeg don't deserve their toys. Right. Hook them up. Nova Scotia. Yeah. They need wooden true. trains too. It is a real strong man. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. And the delivery system. Say, everyone knows Santa lands on your fucking roof. And he comes down your chimney. Now I don't have a chimney, but I got a sliding glass door. I'll leave it open for his ass. Right. Their sure. their system is they're dropping shit attached to umbrellas. Yeah. What's You're going to get an umbrella. I mean, fuck. If you dropped a PlayStation 5 with an umbrella. Done. I think it's going to get fucked up. And also, it's not. They don't have laser targeting like we do with our drone attacks. That's right. They're, they're just dropping it and hoping it falls down somebody's chimney. Yeah. It's almost like a hook shot out of the uh, the sleigh. It's insane. And, you know, kids, they ask Santa for specific things. You can't just carpet bomb the whole town with some shit that you're throwing out right. of the sleigh and hope everything lands at the right house. Well, apparently in the early 60s, everybody just got fucking janky ass trains. That's a good point. Just every kid. Yeah. It was like you'd go talk to Santa and you'd be like, hey hook me up with that Hot Wheels track and Santa would be like, actually, it's trains this year. <laughs> Just to keep it simple. It's like the old Henry Ford days where they're like, you know, I would love this car to come in blue. He's like, black. Coming, coming right up. Black. Black. Always. <laughs> always black. Always. Always in black. You know, we're not the only ones to have a bit of an issue with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh no! Renowned drunken psychiatrist Fraser Crane. Oh, Doctor Fraser Crane. Doctor Fraser Crane also had His an Boston I- days. Yeah, also had an issue. Let's hear from him. <laughs> oh, look at that! Nice Rudolph. I made him myself. No kidding. <laughs> you know, uh, Rudolph is my favorite guy in the Christmas song. Yeah. You know, apparently then, what are you unaware that the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is one of the most unrealistic and therefore potentially damaging in all of children's music? It gives them a horribly distorted view of reality. 
Yeah, but you gotta admit, it's easy to whistle. No. Look, I'm serious. No, first the other reindeer tease and then ostracize him, and then when his abnormality proves of service, they use him. But then, do they allow him to play in their stupid reindeer games? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. I know how the song goes. In fact, not only do Donner, Blitz, and et al. not love him and laugh out with glee, but they doubly despise the bulbous-nosed little whip. Well, I gotta be off. Happy holidays. I would like to know... I don't... What year was this show from? I'm looking in the comments. Cheers? Not, I mean, this specific well, episode. Cheers was like in the ballpark of 82 to 92. So Woody came after Coach died. Right. Woody was like season three. So it was yeah. probably like 86, 87 when this episode 86, happened. 87. Because Kelsey Grammer... He's looking pretty old. I had a feeling I knew where you were going. <laughs> He's not looking too young at this time in 1986. You saw the clip, Ed. How yeah. old in say this say this episode took place in 1986? We'll guess because we're we're within a year or two. 1986, Ed. How fucking old is Kelsey Grammer? He's losing his hair. Yeah. He speaks with a vaguely British sounding accent for some yeah, reason. He's a mid Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. Thing going on. He's, he's definitely got, I mean, just the voice alone. That's not a young man's voice. Nope. Definitely if you not. Listen to, if you listen to clips of Howard Stern, the youngest clips, he's just got a much lighter voice. This yeah. is, there's some timber to, that's uh, a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, Howard Stern's very squeaky. Yes, when he was younger, that's a really good point. I'm gonna say, I mean, the the balding thing, whatever. They're sure go bald. Yep. Steve Martin went, you know, gray and white, young. Yep. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, he's 39 here. Yeah, it's tough because. He's, he he's looks, not quite in his like mid forties. He's yeah. he looks, but he definitely is a man. He's not like a young man. No, so he looks our age in the sense that he looks much older than we look. But in the eighties, that was right. pretty normal. Yeah, I mean, I I would say he's our age, but I took five years yeah. off because I'm just saying, you know, because he he looks like forty eight or forty nine in this clip. But I'm gonna but. I, they add, you know, there's extra years from the 80s from the Yayo. Right. So In I'm going to water. Yeah, I'm going to say he's about he looks about 45. Yeah, I'm going to say 42. I'll, yeah, I'll, 42, I'll 42. 42. Alan Kelsey Grammer. He's a middle name guy. Goes by the middle. I, I, I know plenty of people who have done it, like their family. That's yeah. just how they were set up. Mm-hmm. And obviously you don't control it. Yeah. But what what what's. Why not just name that the name? I know. It's a family name. It's usually rich people. 
do the family right. name thing. Just move it to the middle then. Yeah. Yeah. Just flip them. Al and Kelsey Graham are born February 21st, 1955, Ed. He was in his early 30s. He was probably 30 or 31 years old in that oh, clip that we just saw. Shit. That's not That's not a 30-year-old man. 30 years old is basically a child. Look at a 30-year-old. They're so young. Yeah, that's not 30-year-old. Unbelievable, Doctor Fraser Crane. He's current, so he's sixty-five now. That Whoa. was thirty-five years ago. Whoa! Born in the Virgin I- Saint Thomas, Virgin Islands, Kelsey Grammer. Wow. Uh, what else? Any anything else we need to check in? Oh, oh, some trivia. Okay. So at the, oh, the only thing we could yeah. check in on is the big scary bumble. Like you said, he wasn't quite so big, and um, Yukon just tackled him over a cliff, landed on him, and he said, "Bumble's bounce," so he survived. Yeah. yeah. Then he's like, he's completely Yukon's bitch after he's, that when he, he shows up, dude. And I wonder what yes. what Yukon do to him? He, he gimps his ass, Ed. Well, he's really he's got him by a leash, literally. Well, he gimps. Yeah, he gimps him. He leads him in. He's like, go get the gimp. And he comes. Go he, put the star on the tree, bitch. Yeah. He brings him in there. And they're like, he's like, hey, look what he can do. He's you can give yeah, him a job. And his, his one job is to put the star on the tree. Yeah. So what? He's going to work one second a year. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not the most useful he can hang lights. Right. He can clean clean gutters, but they don't have leaves getting in the gutters at the North Pole. And so he's, when, when he gets all his teeth pulled, like normally you need to be sedated for that. What He just sat still while Hermie like ripped all his teeth out of his head? What was that all about? Yeah, that was true. He just – he got that wrench and just yeah. popped him out. Yeah. Well, they must have been pretty rotten at that point. Right. Well – there's no dentistry up there. We've learned. Right. Um, couple, couple trivias. The original TV version of the show, Rudolph, Hermie and the elf, the Hermie, the elf and Yukon Cornelius. Pretty sweet name by the way. Yukon Cornelius. Yeah. He's definitely the star of the show. Also, also kind of sounds like he, his, um, Husky dog that he grew up with was called Yukon, and he grew up on Cornelius Street. Like that's his porn name. It's his porn name. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't surprise me to do to see Yukon Cornelius like, oh, doing porn. some, yeah, doing doing, uh, you know, sideline. Like he he probably goes up and and prospects for a while, then he comes back, does some porno, stacks up the coffers, and then heads back out to prospect again. They visit the island of misfit toys and promise to help them. But in the original version, Ed, the misfits are never mentioned again. <laughs> yeah, because think about it. When Santa throws those hook shots yeah. down the chimney with the toys. Just, yeah. The kid who gets the uh, real train bummer. with the square wheels is yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. After it was shown... The producers were inundated with letters from children 
complaining that nothing had been done to help the misfit toys. <laughs> yeah, why add that whole segment? Of yes, hey, yes. Fuck off. In response, yeah, misfits are supposed to be ignored. Right, Rankin Bass. Produced a new short scene at the end of the show in which Santa and his reindeer, led by Rudolph, land on the island and pick up all the toys to find homes for them. This scene became part of the standard version of the show running during the holidays. So originally... It was a huge bummer. That last scene until Santa yeah. shows up. Yeah. I remember the, the little girl doll. She goes, I haven't any dreams left to dream. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I'm yeah. Hang myself. Ed, original puppets of Santa and young Rudolph from the 1964 production went on tour in November 2007. When purchased by their new owner, both were in poor condition. Santa had mold under his beard and half Ew. of his mustache was gone. <laughs> While Rudolph's nose was gone, it's what what makes him him, yeah, is gone. That's like John so Holmes, was, so, like going yeah. on tour and not showing anybody's <laughs> dick. Eunuch. Yeah, yeah, eunuch. yeah. <laughs> the owner took them to stop motion animation studio Screen Novelties International and restored them as a labor of love for expenses only four thousand dollars. The pup, the puppets originally cost five thousand each in nineteen sixty four. I'd like to see an antiques roadshow of that, Ed, where they're like, "Ooh, oh, I'd love to see that." Oh, you brought in the Santa, but I noticed that his must yeah, mold. Somebody's cleaned the mold off here. You see right here, and they like point with a little pencil pointer. They're like, right here, it looks like it's been cleaned. And also, see this part of his mustache right here looks new. Had this restoration work not have been done, you could be looking at anywhere from Orange County Register. I'm looking at an article. Right. 80 80 to $100,000 each in this condition at auction. I could see you getting about 300 bucks. Mold. No, never restore. That'll fuck up your house. Yeah, never restore. Um, also 2007, like how boring, imagine like getting your kids off their devices, guys, put down the Minecraft, put down the, what's the big game right now? Fortnite, Fortnite, no, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Fortnite, put, put down the Fortnite. We're going, we're going to do something really fun. Oh yeah, dad. (laughs) What are we going to do? We're going to go look at the original puppets from Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Yeah. To see if they cleaned out all yeah, the yeah, mold yeah. under Santa's beard. Oh, Dad, what? and then what else? Then we're going to go to Disney World? No? No, just that. We're just going to go. They're, they're at the mall over there. We're going to look at them. Um, although the animations were filmed in Japan, the entire soundtrack for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was recorded in a studio near Yonge Street in Toronto, Ontario, most of the singing and speaking cast were Canadian, eh? Whoa. Wow. I have to go back and rewatch now for the for the oots. <laughs> um, Billy Ray Richards, Rudolph, and Paul hey, Souls. Rudolph, you got that bunny hug? <laughs> Hermie. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas, son? Do you want pencil crayons? Lived in the same Ontario retirement community. During the years before Richard's death. Wow. Oh, here's one. This, it was driving me crazy. 
Hermie is the only elf without pointed ears. He's also the only male elf with hair on top of his head, as well as eyes that dilate. Yes. Yeah, he's... He's, uh, he's different. Maybe he's not even an elf. No, he's it's like Elf, the movie. That's where they got the idea from. Right. Yeah. The actor who voiced Comet is often mistaken for Don Adams. Oh, it, yeah. It's actually, yeah, it's actually Paul Kligman doing a Don Adams impersonation. Did Don, well, Don Adams could get some money for that. This is, uh, this is during Get Smart Time. He was, he was, yeah. Big time. But re- hey, remember what happened to uh, Christian Crispin Glover? They re- oh, yeah. They replaced him with a fucking dude in a mask pretending to be him. Hanging upside down. In Back to the Future 2. And he's like, well, you Homer can't. Simpson, yeah? Homer Simpson is Dan Castellaneta's impression of Walter Matthau. Right. Interesting. The first season, and then they're like, yeah, you just got to change it. Well, I remember they were, Remember, they were – the Simpsons used to be like shorts on the Tracy Ullman show. The Tracy Ullman show was like an original Fox show, and they would do right. – like, it was like sketches, and then in between the sketches, there would be these cartoon shorts that were the Simpsons – that eventually they started their own show and they were all, they all kind of sounded a little different. The animation wasn't as good. Right. Uh, During the original 1964 network TV airing commercials for general electric featured Santa's elves from the show. It's branded content. there. smart. Oh, the Roman numeral copyright year on the title screen is MCL XIV which we all know is 1164, but should be MCLXIV 1964. Can we stop fucking around with with Roman numerals by now? Like, yeah. How about why, the, why do we have to like do the calculations? Put, Just put the year. How about the Super Bowl calms the fuck down with Super Bowl XLIV? Right. And they they took a break from it for fifty because yeah, they didn't 50. want to have the L. Oh, and then right. they went back to it. Right. Really good point. Um, the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was a seasonal standard long before it was used in the film, written in 1939. Oh, skyrocketed in 1947 with Gene Autry's recording. Um uh, Good point here. The animal abuse. Yukon Cornelius's stalwart sled dogs include a cocker spaniel, a poodle, a St. Bernard, those, a collie, and a dachshund. Those are not sled dogs. And he's whipping them. Oh, he's whipping them. Yeah. He whips the like fuck out of them. A cocker spaniel. Yeah. A, co- a dachshund? That's a fucking wiener dog. They have the shortest legs possible and the longest body. Literally the opposite of what you want. You want something whose body is above the snow while its legs run through it. Yeah, that's not good. When the film was first released in 1964, the technology of using an articulated metal armature inside the figures was considered so amazing that TV Guide devoted four pages to the story. <laughs> They they failed to mention that the new technology had been pi- pioneered 31 years before, most prominently inside the gorilla King Kong. Oh, man. Pre-internet times were so boring. 
There wasn't much going on. Nothing. Of course, just like everything, the Reindeer Rudolph was originally created for Montgomery Ward's department store by employee Robert May in 1939 as part of an advertising campaign. It's all commerce, fellas. Wow. In 1979, the We Are Santa's Elves number was cut entirely from the special for reasons unknown, but was restored in the 80s. Is it? Is it? Uh, a- I'll tell you one thing that was suspect about that yeah. song. Yeah. In the middle of it, one of the elves attempts to murder another elf. He takes oh, a giant it. hammer and crushes oh. him in the head. Well, there's another there's another scene. There's another, I don't know if it's the same song, but there's two elves singing side by side. And the one elf, his, his the feather on his cap is like annoying the elf next to him's face. So the guy, instead of moving his head a little bit, gets out a scissor and fucking cut, and defaces this guy's garment, his accessory. Well, it goes to show you can only be pushed so far. They got a boss up their ass during break time. They got a serenade Santa who shits on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they, they don't really, you know, like Lieutenant Mayo. Yeah. I got nowhere else to go. Yeah. They're, they're kind of at wit's stuck, end. Stuck. The Santa puppet is eight inches tall. Young Rudolph is only four inches tall and his nose really lights up. The puppets are made from wood wire fabric and are quite fragile the japanese company that handled animation made several copies of each puppet since they didn't last long under the constant handling of stop motion posing now the you gotta think somebody fucked the puppet i mean ed japan (laughs) i know you know like it would be the Notice, notice nobody came up with, they found Santa and Rudolph. Nobody found the Yukon or or the Bumble. No, he's still getting fucked. The Bumble's been worn out. Yeah, absolutely. Although the Rudolph puppet, which still exists, appears to be about three feet tall when viewed on screen, it's only illusion. In reality, he's palm-sized, approximately the same size as a very small kitten. Oh, that's a weird way to describe it. What did he say? He's a few inches tall and he's the size of a kitten. A very small kitten. So why would you say? Why wouldn't you use like say an apple? Yeah, a a lime. (laughs) So much easier. No picture a kitten. A kiwi. Yes, exactly. It's insane. The head elf's voice changes from low and gruff to high and happy when conducting the choir. This indicates he has a different personality to his elves in front of the boss. Santa or Mrs. Claus. That's the real takeaway from this movie. Santa, who's supposedly jolly and brings joy to the world. Miserable. He's a miserable prick. He's a fucking asshole. I mean, it could be the fact that Mrs. Claus is treating him like the uh, women of uh, Mauritania. Yeah. Pouring that that camel's milk down his throat to fatten him up. Yeah. All good. Um, okay. Anything else to add, Ed? Should we wrap up? I think we got, I think we, I think we put a touch on a classic. Yeah. I think we got all the juice out of that. We will take your, if you have thoughts on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, 
464-8257. Oh, you know, friend of the show last heard reviewing the BMX classic rad. Yeah. Telly Tuput, who has called the show several times. He's been a guest on the show. He's, he's asked for you to not play his voicemail several times. He's, he's left voicemails and then said, don't play the voicemails. Also, the voicemail number is in my Twitter bio. <laughs> DM'd me and he's like, fam, need that number. Going to call in tonight. And that was like four <laughs> days ago. And he, we have no voicemails from Telly Tupac. So, I don't know. Maybe he's got... Uh, he loves that basement bar. Yeah, just went on a bender. It's probably sobering up right now. All right, let's wrap it up. For Ed Daily, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 350 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. TBLS, hell yes, the lifestyle's baller. Podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do. With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stewart. Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Talking loud, comments, conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and the others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.